Hey, this is Laura Whitmore with the She Rocks podcast, and I'm on with Mixie from Stitched Up Heart. We're chatting on the phone for a few minutes about her new album and life in general. So, hey, Mixie, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I am juggling. I am figuring out how to record in a little room with no heat and dogs and kids and everything else going on. Uh, so, Hey, you know what? It's, it's an exciting new adventure that takes us out of our everyday life and kind of, like, I don't know, stirs things up a little bit. For sure. And I'm not going to say it's all been bad because it's been kind of nice, actually. <laughs> I really feel like you know. it's weird because I know there's there's a lot of sadness happening, but I'm yeah. trying to bring the positive light into it. Um, and for me, like, I, I feel like we're able to spend more time with the people like family that we weren't able to before um, and work on, you know, creative projects that we wouldn't necessarily have time for usually and just stuff like that. So. There's positive things in it, the environment, um, all that stuff, I I think. And I'm trying to look at the bright side. Yeah, me too. Me too. And I'm with you. Like, it's kind of nice having time, having family dinners even, which we haven't done for years. You know, my kids have been everywhere. But it's it's an interesting place for us to be. But I want to talk about you and your new album, Darkness. Um, can you share a little bit about the project and what was your inspiration behind it? Yeah, this is our second full-length album. Um, we wanted to try to kind of uh, change things up a little bit from the previous record, Never Alone, and try to, I don't know, expand our creative uh, you know, juices and try stuff outside of our comfort zone, outside of our you know, our lane and see how, how far we could go with it. Cause we have like, you know, with never alone, we could have done that record as an extension, but we really mm-hmm. wanted to, to explore new territory. So we tried a, a whole bunch of throw and paint. We wrote 70 songs for oh the album. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. So it was a lot of experimenting and finding what we felt like was good and, and unique in its own way. And so our real goal was to try to create something super unique and different than we've ever done that's cool i love how melodic your music is and you know like you could sing along to it but it's still great like kick-ass heavy rock wow thank you it's a nice combination of elements (laughs) yeah i i'm a huge fan of heavy guitars and a catching vocal melody you know Mm -hmm. and like um i don't know heartfelt lyrics something that means something so I try to make catchy melodies, you know, I don't always succeed, but I try to make something that'll get stuck in your head or, or make you want to sing along to mm-hmm. it. I think it was interesting too, to me to listen to like your use of dynamics and the softer elements in some of the songs was like a really nice juxtaposition where it's not, everything is not like hitting you upside the head, you know? Oh yeah. I'm definitely a huge advocate for dynamics. I love when you go from super quiet very like whispery vocal to like belting loud and heavy guitars you know it's like taking one extreme to the next and it just keeps you on a a a roller coaster ride of different feelings instead of just Mm -hmm. you know monotone across the board this is what it is the whole time you know yeah i mean and you i mean what do you do to get your your vocal chops in such a great place where you can do all that live too 
Um, oh, honestly, <laughs> I do not have the best vocal chops, but I try my best. Um, I think I just like different styles. I have a very eclectic taste when it comes to vocal delivery. So mm-hmm. um, it's not like I meant to. I just like, oh, well, this would sound here. This would sound cool here if I whispered. And then if I scream over here, that might sound cool. You know, I just like to explore like as far as I can go with every you know every side of the spectrum yeah so you're like hey let me try this and then hey let me see if i can actually do it live (laughs) exactly i mean when we first started this band i had no idea i could even scream i just would write the screaming part for the band to scream one of the guys but i ended up screaming it and i was like oh i can scream (laughs) (laughs) i can do this and yeah, many other things. <laughs> In high heels and backwards. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it must be a little bit difficult to not be able to tour right now. What are you guys doing to get it out into the world? Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, this was kind of, we had a tour planned right after the release, and it was literally postponed until October now. Wow. Um, so immediately, the first thing I did was order a pizza yeah. because I'd been on like a diet trying to get prepared for tour I go to the gym every day I was like I'm ordering I'm eating a whole pizza oh my gosh and that's so funny <laughs> the second thing I did was um I foster kittens with oh. uh, a um a organization called kitten rescue in Los Angeles kittenrescue.org uh-huh. uh and uh bottle babies specifically and I was like well I have free time now I can definitely spend some time helping some babies grow into, you know, adoptable kittens. So right now I have three little kittens attacking my feet and it's awesome. That's cool. That's very cool. And, um, sorry, I got distracted by someone in my house. (laughs) There's so many people here. Um, so share a little bit about your creative process. Do you guys write together as a band? Like what did you do to get those 70 songs going? Uh, it it varies each album. Like we've actually had some free time on this one to well the next one um, to to write just just mm-hmm. the two of us. You know we don't usually do that. We did it in the beginning of the band, but with darkness, a lot of it was just us going into the studio and getting all the ideas out into the box, like right there. Mm-hmm. And I find that uh, I feel like the best quality and the the best authentic right there right now kind of stuff comes out like whatever's happening that day that's what we're going through and that's what it's feeling like and I love doing it like that and getting it right on the recording immediately um as opposed to writing it as a band and like jamming it through a bunch of times and you know I feel like the initial idea comes out better for some reason when we go in the studio and write um but that's just us and It, it changes, but uh, this one specifically, it's been mostly so far this next one. <laughs> yeah. Since we have so much time. Oh my gosh, right. <laughs> already been working on the next record, obviously. Why but, not? <laughs> well, you know, we got to do 70 to 100 songs. So. Right. right. <laughs> so we'll, we'll Use your time wisely. <laughs> exactly. So we're trying to be productive. Um, and it's really just Merritt and I going and, you know, um, He's just coming up with a bunch of riffs and songs, start ideas, and then we're going from there on which ones we want to go move yeah. forward with and all that. That's cool. I mean, I, I like that idea of that spontaneous energy sort of being a part of the creative process. 
Yeah, there's something about the initial idea that comes into play when you come, like, instead of thinking it over for, like, a week, you have Mm -hmm. a day to kind of figure out what you want to say. You're in the mental headspace. It's on the recording. How you're feeling and thinking Mm -hmm. about the subject Mm -hmm. comes out right there. And the majority of the time, that's just, I don't know, it just feels like the best way to go about it for me. Yeah, and I guess there's no rules. I mean, you could always go back later if you wanted to and say, hey, yeah, let, me, everybody's, let me change this or whatever. But Exactly. Yeah. Everybody's art is created different. Like somebody might want to use acrylic versus oil. And, you know, it's just all based off what you feel like is getting the best end result. I will say there's something to be said for at the end of your day having created something whole, you know. Where you're not walking oh, yeah. away thinking, oh, I still have to write the bridge or I need to do this other part. Or at least you walk out of there, even if it's not 100 percent done. It's, you know, yeah. it's in some sometimes, sort of whole form, you know. Actually, the bridge is the only thing sometimes we come back to um, because it is almost, I feel like, a separate song inside mm. of a song. Mm-hmm. For me, I feel like it's like another dimension of the song that needs to be almost stepped away from and come back to yeah. but usually the basic um concept of the song like the the intro the verse the chorus the pre-chorus all that stuff is already thought up mm-hmm. um in the structure but then the bridge is like this is a totally different element that's why you'll find that a lot of the bridges that we have it is almost like it pulls you into a different song yeah well that's i guess that's the bridge's job right to have like this other idea <laughs> Yeah, it's so, like and I, it's like a, if you watch a television show and they have one main theme over the whole like season of the show, but then there's different storylines inside, something like that, I guess. Yeah, something, some counterpoint idea mm-hmm. for sure. So um, I know. Uh, so I've been writing in the the music space for a long time. I wrote for Guitar World for years and I know that could be hard for women to be respected in heavy rock. Um, you know, do you think attitudes towards women in that space has, has shifted? How, what's your experience with that? You know, my actual, um, observation has changed over time because I feel like, I guess I didn't have enough experience to realize that it was still kind of an issue because you know, I don't know what it's like to be a guy, but <laughs> I, I have noticed, and I'm sure you have the difference in how much harder you kind of have to prove yourself, mm-hmm. um, and to be taken seriously just as a woman in more so male dominated industry and, in heavy music. I don't know what it is and why it's, um, it's like, we just have to try harder even, you know, we have to like, be one on top and even better and like I feel like guys sometimes have it a little bit easier where people are just accepting they're like oh it's a guy in a band and then they see a girl and they're like all right let's see if she's even worth listening to you know and it's just it's weird because for me I get excited when I see a female in a band like I'm just like stoked on it it makes me excited maybe that's because I'm a girl I don't know but um, I do have noticed a lot lately that almost some bands won't take out bands that have girls in it just because there's a girl in it, Hmm. you know? And, um, I don't know if it's like bro code stuff or what it is, but I definitely see 
a little more difficult and a little more judgmental being female in the industry. Yeah, it's tough. You you know, you walk on the stage and already people are like, okay, prove to me that you're good enough. Whereas if it was just a, you know, a guy or whatever, you might just be, oh, let's hear, let's hear this band, not this person in the band has to prove themselves to me. Exactly. Yeah. It's like that different mindset on it. Yeah, it's, you know, you'd think in this day and age it would be better, but I, I just think it's sort of ingrained in a lot of our, our society here <laughs> for whatever yeah, hopefully reason. it changes. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess being vocal about it and um, sharing about it, hopefully at least will bring some awareness to the fact that it is still an, a situation. And I think it's not even just women. I think in, in anything in life, there's still like... Um, you know, uh, stigmas on different religions and color and male and female and gay yeah. and straight age, and whatever. Yeah. Age. Yeah. yeah. Everything is, there's just, people are just so much, so ready to judge other people when maybe they need to like clean their side of the street and take a look <laughs> at where, you know, they're coming from. Yeah. It is interesting how judgmental like it is, especially in this country and probably other countries too. Um, I, I don't know. I've been around long enough that I, that I've learned you for sure can't judge a situation by what you see because you know, you have no idea what's really going on. But yeah, it's yeah. kind of sad. It's kind of sad that we're like that with each other. Maybe maybe with all this stuff going on in the world, we'll be a little nicer. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Yeah. I was just thinking that. Like I wonder because, like I said, I just try to see the positive in stuff, and I wonder. If, uh, you know, some of the people I've seen walking around the street, like if I go to this grocery store, some have been kind of rude, but um, there have been some people that are like, you know, stay safe out there and be careful and like, you know, making sure to check in with people. And mm -hmm. I don't know, hopefully it'll kind of maybe we needed something like this to shake up the world a little in order to realize we're all connected and, you know, we're all one people. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I'm I'm trying to look at the the positive outcomes from this too, and I'm hoping that's one of them. So, uh, yeah, I'm too. I'm thinking that too. Hey, so I saw that you guys have partnered with Guitars for Vets. Can you share a little bit about what they do and what you guys are doing with them? Yeah, um, we actually uh, wanted to do something that you know work with an organization that um, helped our veterans somehow for uh, our single warrior, and mm -hmm. so we came out with a t-shirt and any um, purchases go to uh, the Guitars for Vets Foundation, which was uh, actually brought up by the label and they found them and I just thought it was a great organization. So mm -hmm. definitely check it out. Um, but yeah, it, it makes sense. It's guitars, it's rock, it's for veterans and it just all made sense and came together. That's awesome. I've met those guys. I was at conference um and they were on a panel with me <laughs> uh oh. and uh, so we chatted after and i was like so impressed by what they do and how they try to inspire you know veterans and get people you know out of their heads for what they've been through and i think it's awesome yeah, yeah. absolutely and that's kind of what the song is about too because you know i being a warrior i was like how do you say that you are if you haven't you know in order to get to that point mm. you have to have gone through a lot of stuff to get there to make you that warrior that you are and 
all the stuff that you've seen coming from war and all the PTSD and the stuff that, you know, like how it affects you and changes you as a person. Um, just really wanted to write a song about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, Guitars for Vets is an awesome organization and definitely for listening, uh, check it out. Yeah, that's really cool. So, you know, one thing that also stood out to me while I was checking out your music and all of your background and everything was all the awesome videos that you guys have. So can you share a little bit about how you do your videos? Do you work with a director? Like, do you have any standout moments from creating the videos for the album? Yeah, they all kind of, the last couple videos have kind of been based, like I was able to have so much creative control. It was really exciting. I've never had that much creative control. I basically came up with Warrior, the whole concept for that. Um, I wanted it to look like kind of like 300, um, like the movie. And I thought, I don't know, it was just really cool because I got to help Ron Underwood, um, who directed it, kind of, it was just like him and I collaborating on ideas. And Mm -hmm. it was cool to see it come to life. Um, And Lost is just really mostly just the live performance. I really just wanted to document being able to tour with Godsmack and (laughs) how awesome it was and try to get it all onto video you know so um it was just one of those cool moments that you're you can't believe that you actually were able to do that i want to be able to show you know if i ever have kids (laughs) i want to be able to show my kids kids uh one day you know hey grandma did this back in the day (laughs) that's awesome that's awesome you know i watched this video where you were talking about all your tattoos and i was like this is so such a great conversation about, about your tattoos and what they're what how they your thoughts behind them and everything so I, I don't know like I have a few tattoos myself and they all have like super deep meaning to me so are you more of an off the cuff sort of hey oh yeah. yeah tattooing for me is almost like um therapeutic mm-hmm. um it's like I need to feel alive and I want something to, um, like that, uh, something visually that I like as art, uh, to stay on me forever. It's like a change, like mm. a, a, like a, a pin or an, a, a, I don't know. There's something that like it marks a time in your life and I get the itch every once in a while. It's been a while. My next tattoo is actually, I haven't gotten it yet cause I haven't really been down to deal with sitting in a chair for a couple hours and being tortured (laughs) um but my dad got his first tattoo and he's 62 Mm -hmm. and he just got it last year he got a wolf on his arm half sleeve Mm -hmm. first tattoo 10 hours and i was like oh dad impressive (laughs) um and I was like, all right, well, you got to, I'm going to get the same one on the back of my leg whenever I, you know, muster up the the guts to go back and, um, you know, get inked for a while. Mm -hmm. It just, I I think after all the tattoos I've gotten over time, it, uh, it feels like it hurts more now, like, cause I've been through it. I used to do it. Like I can get through this. Like if I can get through this, I can get through anything, you know? Um, and now I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this again. And I'm like putting numbing cream on and stuff. Aww. I'm like, I just really like the art. And um, I think another thing that uh, that I realized not too long ago that that I do tattoo myself is I think that 
I feel vulnerable when I have like my skin showing for Mm. some reason. And when I have tattoos on, I don't feel as naked and vulnerable. And I don't know why. Um, Feels like I put like sleeves on, (laughs) you know? Interesting. Yeah, I think it's like this um, protective guard. So do you look at it as, so this is a, this is probably a strange analogy for this, but when I was younger and I started traveling around the world, I had this charm bracelet and I, everywhere I went in the world, I would get a charm and put it on my bracelet. And then my bracelet got to be so full of charms that I couldn't even fit another charm on it. And I was like, wow, I've done a lot in my life. And I can, here's a visual like representation of the many places I've been in the world. Like, wow, that's a really, really awesome idea. Um, and that's really cool that you've seen so many places. I've seen America, Canada, and Mexico, and that's about it. <laughs> but I guess I was sort of thinking about, do you think about when you see the tattoos on your body, like, do you think of them as, like, experiences you've lived through? They're like a visual representation of living. <laughs> um, yeah, kind of, or, or more what I'm about. Like, yeah, uh, okay. more okay. like what... I, what I see and what I like, like my artistic vision, um, I usually like something catches my eye artistically. I want to do something similar to that in a certain place on my body. Like my arms, for example, are all storm clouds with like lightning and the stars and the planets. And, um, it kind of represents like, you know, and I have a, a hot air balloon that's kind of floating through the storm clouds kind of like me in life and just like mm-hmm. all right we're gonna get through this one too you know <laughs> well that's kind of uh, like I, when I look at my tattoos I'm like okay these these helped me through a tough time these marked my transition into like the next thing so oh yeah I still have the yeah. 16 year old tattoo <laughs> of a dolphin I actually just covered one up Aww. and one that I drew in like art class um, and I put on my elbows, I still have their shooting stars. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I think that they're like little moments and you're like, oh yeah, I forgot. I used to do draw and do all yeah, this stuff. Yeah. That's funny. Um, so anyhow, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm loving your music. I'm a big fan and I'm so happy to talk to you. Is there anything else you'd like to share about, are you guys doing the whole live stream thing? Are you sharing music in any way that we can direct people to? Um, what are you thinking? Yeah. Um, we have been doing just like Facebook live hangouts. We did an acoustic mm. performance like a, a little while ago, but we're waiting to do another one cause we want to transpose and change the acoustic performance up a little bit. But um, yeah, every Tuesday at three thirty, oh, cool. usually, um, after band practice, cause we still are having band practice, mm-hmm. just staying six feet away from each yeah. other. Um, hey, you could but, do that. Yeah. You could practice yeah. six feet away from me. Maybe you want to be further. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> I'm used to the close corners with the guys, but, uh, yeah. So after practice, we've just been doing like a Tuesday hangout on Facebook live and, and just chilling, giving away free stuff and um, just to keep connection and like talk to people. Cause I know people are bored and I don't know, we are too. So <laughs> we want to say hi. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah. And then obviously you can go to our YouTube stitched apart rock, Spotify stitched apart, Instagram, Facebook. We were pretty active. Mm-hmm. Try to post at least once a day doing like a question of the day thing and all that stuff, keeping things moving since we're all stuck in our houses. 
Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Have you found it challenging to take your songs and do acoustic versions of them, or no? Well, we um, we actually changed. We had our drummer, who's actually a very good piano player as well. He uh, transposed them onto piano, and then we, you know, went with the acoustic guitar and the bass on it, Mm -hmm. the way that he was playing the piano, and the piano became the main musical part. So now we have to change it again because he's actually in Pennsylvania taking care of his parents who are a little older and um, he's just being a good son and feeding them and going to the store and all that stuff so um, so yeah it's really good what he's doing but now with the acoustic we haven't actually gone over it yet but it probably won't take long to to figure it out well it's kind of cool because then you get to examine what you've done in a new way maybe maybe something new about it will reveal itself to you (laughs) Maybe. I mean, I guess that's what it's all about is trying things and seeing what happens. And if it works, it works. Yeah, for sure. Well, thanks so much for spending a few minutes chatting and um, best of luck to you in this crazy time. And we'll direct everybody to check out your music. Yes. Thank you for having me. Okay. You take care. You too. Bye. Bye bye. Pizza. Feeling like every night is pizza night. Pizza again? Spice things up with Cholula for a flavor that'll make you forget you already had pizza twice this week. Cholula hot sauce. The best thing ever to happen to pizza. Choose Cholula.